It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast. Got a good one tonight. We're diving into baseball trade news, rumors, free agency trade news, rumors. We've got Otani. One team in particular gearing up to make a very aggressive push. One team that is a sleeper team. we got some Bellinger news. We've got some Yamamoto news. We've got the Angels. They're going to be aggressive. we got a lot to get into in this one, and I have one of the best on YouTube to join me to talk about it. Those of you listening on the podcast, make sure, if you haven't yet, subscribe and help us grow. Rate, review, Tell your friends, don't leave them out in the cold either. The pod is hot. Let's tell everybody about it. Spread the word. Make sure to turn those automatic downloads on too. So if you're driving through a tunnel, you're in underneath uh, a body of water, and you don't have a signal, you want the automatic downloads on so you have the contents whenever and wherever you need it. Again, here we go, Barreled Up Podcast. And I am joined by my buddy, Robbie Hyde. Robbie, how are you, my friend? How's it going, my friend? How you doing? We're doing good. We're waiting for something to happen. Can we please right. have a signing? At least one, you know, someone, you know, I know we had the uh, Abraham Toro trade. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's, you know, a little, uh, is that the appetizer before the appetizer? I don't even know what you even call that. It's it's a little something, but we need something. Yeah. We need something juicy to bite into a little bit. So I have a conspiracy theory. I I, I don't know why. I feel like at, now that the awards are over, for those listening on the podcast, we had two unanimous votes. Otani, AL MVP, Acuna, NL MVP. Those are done now. And yeah. I don't know if there was a secret memo. This is conspiracy theory. Jim popping back out. A secret memo out there saying, guys, let's just, I know we got a lot of trades we want to do. We got some free agents to sign. Let's not take the spotlight away from our Cy Young Rookie of the Year and MVPs. So, those are done now. So let's get, open up the floodgates. And in about 15 minutes, we should have our first trade, our first big trade, right? Yeah. Let's hope. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. It would be, it would be fantastic. Well, we are going to get into the news, the rumors, the updates, and we're not going to make you wait. We are going to dive right into the biggest name. This this offseason, Shohei Otani, a um, couple things that have come out recently. And, uh, Robbie, I want to get your reaction to what we got. You let me know if anything passes the BS sniffer. We've got a Ken Rosenthal article earlier this morning. He's got mm-hmm. an executive that says that the Blue Jays are the sleeper team, have a real chance to be a, a, a sleeper addition, a team in the mix for Shohei Otani, that the – uh, that 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 appears that the extensions for Bo and Vladdy are on hold, maybe for that Otani deal. We've got Mike Rodriguez reporting that the Cubs are prepared, are preparing a very lucrative offer 
to get him into Chicago. And we've also got it. We heard it. I believe we heard this from Hassan. Robert Murray believes that Shohei Otani will sign before the winter meetings. Hassan also believes that. Bob Nightingale believes it will be after the winter meetings. All this Otani news, all this Otani talk. You feeling the Cubs? You feeling the Blue Jays? You think that this happens quick or will this get drawn out a little bit? Uh, I definitely agree with the whole the winter meeting thing, uh, mm-hmm. getting it done before then. I've talked about this on a couple of my streams uh, over the last few nights where mm-hmm. Otani, I think we can all agree, Otani is always someone that tries to be very respectful of everyone around him. And uh, of course, he's going to he wants to get this done for himself. But I think he also wants to get something done to start moving the market for the other guys a little bit, Mm -hmm. too. He knows he knows fully well he's the best freaking player in the universe right now. Mm -hmm. All eyes are on him. And once he is out of the way, that's when the floodgates can really open. Right. Because, you know, if a team is going for Shohei. Well, and if they don't get him, well, then they can maybe fall back, you know, on Bellinger or someone right. like that. So I think he fully knows that he is the domino. And of course, he wants to take yep. care of himself. Yep. I would think that's something he cares about the most. But I do think he he knows fully well he is the big domino out there. And uh, I think he wants to get this done as quickly as possible. And it makes mm-hmm. sense that he would want to get it done before the winter meetings because obviously we all know that's a busy time for you know free agent signings, trades over the years. Many things have happened during those uh, winter meetings. So I think absolutely he wants to get it done. I yeah. honestly, I personally think, I think he has known where he's probably wanted to go for a while now. I, mm-hmm. I think he is already, you know, he's had, at least in my opinion, I'm just speculating. I think he already has a great idea of what he wants to do. I've talked about yeah. on, on my show where, and just speculating, this is the top face in the game. And when you're the top guy in the game, you know people. You know people who know people. You get, you know, you make friends, right? Him and Mookie seem like they got along pretty well. Mm-hmm. He has to have had a, a few words put into his ear, things that he like, you know, and I, I guarantee he has formed his own opinion over time. And I think he already has a really good idea of where he yeah. wants to go, but he wants to hear out all the other teams, you know, can they change his mind? We'll have to see, but I agree. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of rambling here. Yes. I do think he will sign before the winter meetings and uh, you know, could one of these sleeper teams emerge like the Cubs, yeah. the blue yeah. Jays? Uh, I, I, why not? I think any team has a chance if they want to fork over the money. So do you think the business element changes things? So there's the on from a team perspective. There's obviously the on-field element. There's the fact show Shohei Otani is going to probably choose his destination on where he has the best chances of winning with the business element, Toronto specifically. There's a huge Asian population there. It's Rogers Communication. They are literally a business, and Otani would become the pitch man just like that, and they can look at – a lot of players, typically, when we're thinking about this, we're thinking about, okay, how can this guy increase the gate? How can he increase merchandise sales? How is he going to increase the dollar spent at the park and, and ticket sales and all that, season ticket sales? It's not just that. It is about grabbing Otani, inserting, inserting him into your market. He then starts 
getting gaining sponsorships, and you also bring in all of the dollars from overseas. When we see him at the Angels games, those go to wherever you sign him. So there's a business element that almost changes things to where we kind of need, like, I think Otani may really pass up on some serious dollars to go to where he could win. There's there's rumors that the Giants are being aggressive. That's another thing. I missed that. that the meant to bring that up, that the Giants are being aggressive for Otani. But, and that was reported by uh, Joseph Kim, who reports a lot on, uh, you know, overseas players that, that are coming from Japan, coming from the KBO. I think he may take the best chance to win because there could be some serious dollars that come out of nowhere. You might be like, whoa, the Cubs are going $600 million because they look at all of the business elements to this. So, you with me on that? Is he going to choose winning over money in the end? Well, I think in the end, he knows his value. This, yeah. And again, I'm speculating. I don't know anything. I'm a potato yeah. that sits at my desk. I know nothing. <laughs> I'm just speculating over here. My opinion is he knows his value. He's letting his agent take care of all the financials. He knows yeah. what he's worth. I yeah. think if a team simply just meets that dollar amount of mm-hmm. what he thinks he's worth, I mm-hmm. think the next box that needs to be checked off is, what have you been doing lately? What uh, right. How is your organization doing when it comes to developing the prospects, bringing up the next wave of talent? How have you been doing year to year mm-hmm. making the playoffs? And the one thing with the Blue Jays is, oh man, you know, the last couple of years, we've really looked at this Blue Jays team. And I, I, and I know you are absolutely disappointed with how the Blue Jays yeah. have been for the last couple of years when it was not too long ago, people were crowning them as champs, right? You know, they were looking really good at one yep. point and they just haven't been able to come through. So I wonder if there's something there where that's going to sure. I, I could see him personally, like looking at them, you know, yeah, that I could see them absolutely putting in a strong offer for him for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, where, if wherever he ends up signing, if the blue Jays don't end up getting him, I think it's very possible we could hear something like, yeah, the Blue Jays came on really strong and they really yeah. put forth a strong offer. I could see a report like that. Yeah. I just don't know, you know, when it comes to how the Blue Jays have performed the last couple of years. Yeah, they've had winning seasons. They've been able to make the playoffs. They just haven't been able to get it done. And yeah. you could say the same about the Dodgers too. But the difference with the Dodgers is that they have player development for days, right? And I think it is going to also come down to not just winning, just the smaller things that we might not be thinking of. You know, yeah. how does he like the strength and, and conditioning coaches behind the scenes that we don't see? How does he, you know, obviously or the rehab part is going to be a big thing for him. How is he going to see or like how these teams are going to manage his rehab? Yeah. Um, and just everything from a health point of view, I think that's going to be a big thing for him because obviously he's a two-way player. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of maintenance for him. So yep. I think that's going to be a big thing he looks into with how a team is going to manage simply his maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to get onto the field. I think there's a lot of little things that are going to come into play too. Yep. And it's obviously we can just look at the winning, you know, yeah, we can look at the records. I think it's also, he's thinking, okay, are you going to take care of me as a yeah. player? Like I got, I'm putting a lot of miles on my body. I need to know that you are going to, do your best to get me onto the field every day. And also just looking at the coaches, right? Looking at the analytics department. I think he's looking at all those little things that we might not be quite thinking of exactly. Sure. So, 
Yeah, yeah. dollars winning. Absolutely. Those are the big things we look at. But I think there's going to be small things he looks at too. Mm -hmm. Will the Blue Jays be able to put forth a good presentation? We'll have to see. Personally, I don't think it happens, but yeah, who knows? Right. Maybe they could do it. Maybe we'll, we'll be surprised. See. Maybe we'll be surprised. Uh, I want to remind everybody that is watching live on the YouTube channel. We're about halfway to our typical live light goal. Smash that like button if you have not yet. Those of you watching on YouTube, let's see if we can get to 100 likes here in the next couple of minutes. You guys have done it before. I know you can do it again. If you're enjoying the live stream, the barreled up recording on YouTube, make sure to hit that like. Let's go to Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger sort of ties in with Otani because according to Jesse Rogers, in the industry, people have told him that they believe the Cubs are more likely to sign Shohei Otani than Cody Bellinger. Now, does that mean that Cody's a goner? Because I think we can all figure that the Cubs, if we're ranking them, the Cubs are maybe fourth or fifth if we were to rank where the Cubs would land for Cody Bellinger. So does that mean as far as as far as, as, as Bellinger's chances with the Cubs, if we're saying Otani's fourth or fifth on the list for the Cubs, like is is Bellinger a goner? What do you think about what do you think about Bellinger? Bob Nightingale's likes it to be San Francisco or the Yankees. Heyman has said something similar, but included the Cubs. Anything you're seeing? What's what's your read on on the Bellinger? I like I like him to go back to the Cubs, but that's my thing, and there's not a lot of momentum towards that. But that's where I'm at right now. Where are you at? I mean, I feel like in the past when we've seen players go somewhere on like a one year deal, yeah, and then they really they reestablish themselves to the market, they tend mm -hmm. to go elsewhere. Where yep. those you know that team that brings them in. You know, they they try to get as much out of him as they can. And mm -hmm. uh, I think they would like to have him back, uh, of course. But I think there's going to be a certain mark that they go to. And when it comes to another team like the Giants, who are very motivated, uh, you know, yeah. the Giants, in my opinion, they have more of that luxury to sign him, you know someone like him to a massive mm -hmm. deal where i feel like the cubs they might be more inclined to spread the money out a little bit because they do have some you know bigger contracts there so mm -hmm. i could see something like that personally where i think the giants would just be more motivated for him sure yeah. maybe the yankees too um the yankees I, I don't know where to think with the yankees you know because they have you know, been signing these guys, you know, to these big contracts. Judge last yep. year, Rodon yep. as well. Will they want to keep spending that kind of money? Or is there another man that's maybe on their radar in Juan Soto? Where mm -hmm. I think if the Yankees, we've talked about this, where if the Yankees trade for Soto, I think they are only going to trade for him if they know they can get this guy locked up for the next 12 or 13 years, right? Would they rather mm -hmm. put that money towards him, right? That's the one thing yeah. I see. I just wonder where does Juan Soto kind of fit into that equation? Now, I've seen people say Soto and Bellinger. I don't know about that, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that. Uh, yeah. I don't think that. Um, in my personal opinion, if I were to go with Soto or Bellinger, I'm going Soto all day. Soto to me and pinstripes. Just yep. looks more realistic to me. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. There's something about it. Bellinger to me is a San Francisco Giant. They, I have thought that for a while. I could see the Giants really going after him, 
bringing in maybe a Matt Chapman too, you know, maybe even a couple more guys, you know, that mm-hmm. are a little cheaper as well. So that I just think with Bellinger, I think a team like the Giants are going to be more motivated than the yeah. Cubs. I think the Cubs are motivated maybe to see what they can do, but right. I, I think in the end they're going to get just outbid, and I don't think they're going to want to go further than what maybe a team like the Giants would want to do. Or the Blue Jays, maybe even the right. Blue Jays. Speaking of the Giants, a team that I like to go after and be aggressive for the next guy on our list is the Giants. And Yoshimoto Yamamoto. No, let me get, let me, I know, let me I, get I, that I, right. Yeah. Let me get that right. Yeah. Yoshinobu Yamamoto yes. is a, in my opinion, perfect for San Francisco. But today, Lars Newbar was playing golf with Yamamoto. And we know Lars Newbar was a rock star on that Japan team in the WBC. Also heard that he would love to pitch for the Dodgers, but he's hanging out with Newt Barr, who was a teammate for him. The Is this a Dodgers? Is is this going to be West Coast? Are, are the East Coast teams going to be shut out potentially for Otani and Yamamoto? Could you imagine, imagine that playing out? I know the Yankees want to go hard for him, and I think it makes sense. But Yamamoto, I'd like him on the West Coast, but maybe the Cardinals. Maybe we've been overlooked. We're focusing on the coast, but maybe we should be focusing on the Midwest and the Cardinals. What do you think? Yeah, I would not count the Cardinals out. They're very yeah. motivated to add starting pitching this offseason. Yeah. I, th- I speculated that a little while ago, even before the postseason started. You know, I remember towards the end of the season, when it when it came out that they were looking to add some pitching in the offseason up to three starting pitchers, I mm-hmm. said, listen, don't be surprised if maybe they they go after someone like Yamamoto, right? They want to yeah. do something different, and that would be different. Let um, me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there real quick, and, and I'll let you get back on it. Yeah, He may, on an AAV standpoint, I know there's going to be a posting fee, but Yamamoto, I mean, we see these guys typically go a few dollars less than we see the superstars go. So Nola Snell may cost more than Yamamoto. And that that's because of the upfront posting fee. But, you know, maybe, maybe Yamamoto from a AAV when you're planning your budget out for the next five years is, is a better deal for the Cardinals than any of the other guys at the top of the market. Go ahead. Continue. I was going to say, you know, the one thing with the Cardinals though, that we have seen is that, like the Giants, they have also come up short for big name guys. You know, one guy I think of was David Price that mm-hmm. went, ended up going to the Red Sox. The Cardinals came in second. They they fell way behind the Red Sox in terms of an offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton was another one that turned them down. Uh, he didn't want to waive his no trade clause to go there. So they have also fallen short on guys. And I wonder if that happens again where mm-hmm. I know they're motivated, but then you got a team. I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse my giraffe Nick Robbie here, but – my Red Sox, you know, like mm-hmm. I really, you know, think they're also going to be very motivated. So, you know, now that you got a guy like Craig Breslow in the fold, looks like Andrew yeah. Bailey is going to be the new, the new pitching coach. Mm-hmm. Um, when you got guys that are so big on pitching and you could see the potential of Yamamoto in Boston, where that's a guy that they can build around, you know, for the next several years in that rotation, I just wonder if the Cardinals are are once again going to fall flat. Uh, I think it just comes down to the money for him. And, you know, and I think a big thing with, with the players from Japan, they want to hear what these organizations are going to do yeah. in terms of their preparation. You know, what, how are you going to handle me? Right. Mm-hmm. What, what's your game plan with me? What are you thinking? So yeah. I think that's going to be a big thing. Right. So it comes down to, 
personally, right now, with the way the Cardinals pitching has been, you know, you've seen rumblings in the organization where they don't seem to be up to par with their mm-hmm. pitching, um, you know, organizational wise, you know, with their development. Will Yamamoto be sold on going to the Cardinals? Where, again, sorry to bring up my Red Sox, but right now, the Red Sox do seem like they have some kind of an edge when it comes to they just brought in one of the better pitching coaches in the game, and now you have Craig Breslow there as well. So I yeah. just wonder if it comes down to that at the end of the day. So it might. Yeah. No, money, money's going to be a big thing. Let's, speaking of money, Matt Chapman. Let's talk about Matt Chapman for a quick minute because he was one of the seven qualifying offer players. He's one of the more interesting ones because his bat has really fallen off. The glove, great, but the bat, not so great. He's now got a draft pick compensation attached to him, which may impact his market. But we're hearing the Diamondbacks, the Giants are two teams to watch. The Blue Jays, there was a top 10 ranking that Bleacher Report put out there, which kind of made me laugh because I don't think his market is 10 teams deep. I think his market is five teams deep. Yeah. D-backs, I love the Diamondbacks, by the way. I think that's perfect. They just, they had, they had uh, Longoria there last year, get the defensive upgrade. And if you got a guy like Chapman in there, you go defensive first and maybe he hits 15 to 20 home runs, but the doubles are solid. Maybe it works. It works for Arizona. Yeah. But would they give up with the, would they part with the draft pick that would go along with signing him? That's going to be an interesting spot. So you got D-backs, you got Giants. Blue Jays are said to want him back. What's your gut tell you on Matt Chapman with all the news that we're hearing now that he's officially a free agent? Giants. Like it's such a perfect yeah. Yeah. It's so perfect. They need what about Schmidt? Defense. What about Schmidt? Don't they have Casey? That's that's the future. I know you got Schmidt, but he can play other positions, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like you can move him mm-hmm. out to left, right? You obviously have the DH spot. Uh yeah. JD Davis definitely did well with the bat last year, mm-hmm. but the defense, he had negative eleven defensive runs saved. Chapman would be a twenty plus increase because he had ten he had, I think he had eleven or twelve defensive runs saved. Good call. Uh, yeah, the Giants' defense was atrocious last year. Yeah, they they need it better at third. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the bat, sure, uh, but the defense would be so huge, you know, for them, and especially, you know, they are more of that ground ball kind of a cr- ground ball inducing kind of a team. Yeah, or, that is such a perfect fit to me. And Bob Melvin's there now, going back to the Bay Area. It just mm-hmm. makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think it comes down to the Giants and maybe the Blue Jays take a you know a little run at him, you know, right. to see if he wants to stay. Yeah. The, the Diamondbacks, yeah, I see the fit there, but you got Lawler and right, you know, you got Perdomo at short. Perdomo was good defensively last year, and uh, I know he can move around too. But you know, with Lawler, I, I just feel like the Diamondbacks, the way they like to go, they don't ever spend the big bucks. Yeah. It would be a bit one of their bigger signings that they've ever made. You know, if they went five one twenty five. For Chapman, I just wonder if they're if you know, especially they have Lawler there. I know you know, yeah, you got he's a shortstop, but he can move over yeah. to third. Perdomo could move over to third. Whatever they do, just feels like I don't know. I think the Diamondbacks will look into it, but yeah. I just feel like again, a team like the Giants, where they have swung and missed on all of these free agents and staying through the trade, where he didn't want to waive right. the trade clause and backing out of Correa, the Giants to me are so prime to add a couple of pieces, right? You know, they have the money. They're just waiting to give it to someone. And yeah, you know, to me, the giants are the best fit for chap. He's, I think he ends up having a tumultuous free agent market 
because if, mm-hmm. if the Giants are the perfect fit, the Giants are not going to go get Matt Chapman with Otani still on the board, with Yamamoto still on the board, yeah. with Cody Bellinger still on the board. So Matt Chapman may have to wait until all of those yeah. A players are gone mm-hmm. because San Francisco cannot afford to go out and get Otani and then Matt Chapman. Like yeah. if Otani goes to San Francisco, Matt Chapman's done. That's not going to happen because you can't throw 20 million on top of the fit. 70 million, 75 million potentially for those two. I just, I don't see it, even though they were trying to spend a ton of money last year. And I know the Giants have deep pockets. I just don't see them dropping $70 million on two players. I think it is, and Bellinger, or not Bellinger, but Chapman being that other player is, is I guess, I guess part of what I'm saying there. Um, and that's another thing. One more yeah. thought, because I thought of this earlier, and this actually ties to the Dodgers, where, yeah, because obviously the Dodgers have been connected with Yamamoto. We talked about him a second ago. Man, like I, I thought about it. It's like, you know, yeah, you're seeing the heavy connection with the Dodgers, Yamamoto, Otani, obviously, for so long now, Dodgers. Man, are they going to drop like 700 million bucks on these two guys? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I know the Dodgers got money, but that's a lot of freaking money to spend. Yeah. You know, I wonder yeah. what happens there. So I think Otani obviously could impact Yamamoto's market even as well. So interesting. Uh, we are also getting breaking at this moment. Not a deal done, but John Morosi is tweeting that the Reds are discussing a Jonathan India trade possibility Ooh. with three to four teams. Talks Ooh. are described as active. Dialogue has progressed this week, but no deal is close as of this mm-hmm. hour. So that is something we will certainly monitor. Those of you watching live, you're in good shape. We're going to hang out here for at least another 10 minutes. Those of you listening on the podcast, strap in, hang in. We got more to go. Those of you watching the replay on YouTube, this is where we are going to leave you. I want you guys, I'm going to make it real easy for you to get the rest of this show. You got to hop over to the podcast We're going to be talking about the Angels. Maybe we'll talk more about that India news. We'll be talking about Blue Jays and Bats. We'll be doing more trade talk. We're going to get into all of that on the podcast. There will be a link below for you to check out there. Real quick, shout-outs to some of the Super Chats. Uh, I did have a Super Chat a few minutes ago from Bradley Peters. Thank you for that. Cards are desperate for pitching. Major need, 100%. And a Super Chat just coming in on YouTube from Swingman Lou. Jimmy and Robbie, Giants are dying to spend. Jung Ho Lee, I can see them getting and possibly Snell. Swingman Lou, thank you for that super chat. And again, those of you watching the replay on YouTube, I do appreciate you. Make sure you stay close. Turn the notifications on. So when we're live recording these podcasts, you get the whole thing. If you missed it, again, link is down below for you to catch the rest of it on the podcast. For those of you that are with us live, again, we are going to continue. What's your reaction to, let's, let's, we are going to talk, and and Evan, the producer, is going to be like, God, God here, here he goes again, going off script. And I apologize, Evan. Um, the Indian news, any, any thoughts, uh, instant reactions to the, that Jonathan India, uh, I like, I like the tigers or the white Sox. Uh, I don't know why I'm just all, give me, give me any of the AL central teams, even Cleveland. I know Cleveland has the middle infield set, but they could use uh, somebody to hit the ball and India can do that really well. Your thoughts on the Morosi, uh, Jonathan India stuff. Yeah. You know, with India, the reds, they, have a bit of a log jam there and yeah. with India kind of just feels like he's the odd man out. And unfortunately, I really like Jonathan India as a player. I think he's like one of those really solid 
guys just to have on your team, but he's and he's also good for the clubhouse too. Uh, unfortunately, with the Reds, they just have a lot of guys coming up that yep. just happen to play the infield as well, and they're very talented. And India, obviously, you know, he's not cl- very close to free agency, but he's getting a little closer. So it would make sense, especially if they have the log jam. Mm-hmm. Personally, if you're asking me, yeah, I agree. The Tigers could be a fit. The White Sox, definitely. That would be pretty nice. You know, maybe the Marlins could find a way somehow. Maybe they move Arise sure. to first, or you could just The Toronto have... Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. I, got, yeah. I got the trade right now. Who says no? We don't even need MLB trade rumors for the, or not trade rumors, MLB uh, baseball trade values because don't don't even look it up. It works, I promise. Robbie, don't you don't you type it into the browser there? Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> Alec Manoa for Jonathan India, one for one. Done. Let's go home. We're all good. I'm, I'm set. I got my second baseman. That's you know, no wonder. You know, I, I wonder, man. You know, the Reds. I, I wonder if they would be curious with with something like that. You know, if yeah. they could. And and from the Blue Jays' point of view, you know, I, man, I I could maybe see it honestly. If the Blue Jays think, you know what, Manoa, too far gone. Who knows? Manoa's yeah. a question mark. We know what he can be. We know what he just was. Two that years are very different. I kind of feel like he'll live in the middle, maybe up. Jonathan India is awesome, and yeah. I mean, I don't know because I mean, anybody else for Toronto. It doesn't work. You can't trade the future away with away with Tiedemann. You have a bunch of um, high salary starting pitchers with Gosman and Bassett and Barrios. Kikuchi's in the final year. India goes. It's probably not going to be the Blue Jays. India goes to a team that can send a starting pitcher that's kind of tracking similarly to India. That's the perfect trade. Wherever you can find a team that has a starting pitcher that has multiple years of control and is ready, is either pitching now or ready now. That's who's that's that's what Cincinnati's looking for. They need the, they need the pitching. Um, let's what you if you, you want to add you want to add anything more to say, it? You know that'd be an interesting trade on. You know I love my baseball trade values. The, <laughs> with Manoa, his value his median value right now is sitting at around fourteen million. It mm-hmm. could go as low as ten. Yeah, India right now his median value is at seven point seven, so mm, it is rejected by the simulator. But I yeah. wonder if a deal like that. And mm-hmm. and one more thing to note, Manoa, I, I guess according to the reports out there, was very frustrated with you know having to go back to AAA or he never even he. There's been it? a lot. There's been a lot of smoke and mirrors about that. There was something about he was hurt. And that yeah. the media mischaracterized it. I, I, there's so much that is unknown about that. Um, I will say this, though. The one thing that really is the indicator is what does the clubhouse think? If he, if Manoa had lost the clubhouse, then he's a goner, yeah. right? If, if Gosman and Bassett, if they were pissed off about the whole thing, but they know, right? We're mm-hmm. getting media accounts. That's what we're getting reports from beat writers. We may not be getting the, the entire story. And as long as he still has the clubhouse, he's fine. Gosman was on um, with foul territory, I think last week, talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it, all indications are that they got his back. So as long as Manoa still has the guys in the clubhouse that yeah. support him, doesn't matter if something weird did happen and, and, you know, Ross Atkins is pissed off. That won't matter. 
it is a mat. It's it's you know one of the guys that you're shoulder to shoulder with. Sure. Yeah. You know during the summer, what do they think? And from all indications are there's no hostility there. No. Gosman would have. Gosman would have. Gosman's great with the interview. I, something would have maybe slipped out, but it was it yeah. was really genuine that everything's fine. Everything's fine there uh, between Manoa and his teammates. That's what would have been the silver lining for a trade. Let's let's get into we're gonna uh, we're gonna circle back to the Blue Jays, but I want to stay on schedule. Real quick. Let's, let's go to the Angels real fast. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time on this one, but it was interesting to see that the Angels plan to be aggressive this offseason. Mm-hmm. That they are looking to compete in twenty. Well, they have Mike Trout. They have a lot of big contracts. They're obviously going to look to compete. Perryman Eisen saying at Ron Washington's press conference that they are going to be aggressive this offseason. Do you see them winning any of these free agent battles, especially after the 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 clown show that they put on at the waiver deadline? Do you see the Angels winning any free agent or trade battles in the offseason? One thing I like to do is the f- first thing I like to do sometimes is I like to envision a player in a certain jersey. Right? Yeah. I try to see, does that look right? Does it does it look right? Yeah. If there is one guy that they could land, one guy, yeah, big name. Okay. Give me Blake Snell. I wonder if if they throw the bag at him, if they back up the Brinks truck, going all I, lefties. I can honestly see Snell the way he kind of thinks. Uh-huh. Yeah, he doesn't care. He cares, right. but like he's like, eh, oh yeah, I'll go out and pitch, right? You know, he's a, he's just a dude. You're right? right. You're right. You're right. And if he gives them the money, if they give it, if they throw a ton of money at him, yeah. if he and he's already out there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'll go pitch for the Angels. Why not? Hey, let's get this ball club back on track. That is, if there's one guy that they may right. may have a shot at, I could see him just because of his. He almost like the way his his personality is. He he just seems like a West Coast kind of a dude. To me, he's a very laid back kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, yeah. I could see that personally. I don't know if that happens. I, I don't. Right. I don't know. But if the Angels, if again, if they back up the Brinks truck, why not? Yeah. You know, but they're going to have to overpay, in my opinion. But there's also I could look at I could see Snell. I don't know the guy obviously, but. You see a guy like Mike Trout on the team. I could just see him being like, "Yeah, I'll go play with Trout." Like that sounds yeah. cool. I could, yes. you know, you know what I mean. Like, yep. it's just I could see it. I don't know. I'm not saying it will happen, but if there's one team that could do it, you know, the I I could see the Angels doing it. Now, maybe you know, if you're looking at the rest of the guys that are on the market, the, the big names, you know, yeah, they're they're not going to go get Aaron Nola. You know, they're not going to no. get Bellinger. They're not going to get any of these guys. Personally, I think they'd be pitching. That's the big thing they need. Their rotation looks pretty weak right now. You got Detmers at the top. You got mm-hmm. guys like Sandoval in the middle there. You know, I think they need some pitching. Could it be more likely they could go after some of these lower tier guys? Like, you know, could they bring in someone like Chapman or like Craig Kimbrell or Josh Hader? I think they have a shot at someone like Josh Hader. Sure. But again, you're going to have to really back up the Brinks truck. They're going to yeah. have to overpay for these guys. Remember, we saw a report, I believe at the end of the season, that the Angels are going to make a strong run at Hater. Again, give them the money. Yep. Why not? You know, the two guys that were just on the Padres, could they just move mm-hmm. over over yeah. to LA? You know, I, I, I don't see why that couldn't happen. 
We'll have to see. But I, right. yeah, listen, hey, we all saw what the Angels did. They held on to Otani, and yeah, it did not work out with all the moves that they ended up making. But at least they made the moves, right? Think, at least they actually did go out there and do something, right? So think about last off season. Last off season, they were very. They made a ton of moves, right? But they didn't get any of the top guys. Yeah. Despite everything, they still didn't get any of the top guys. I think the same thing happens this off season. Yeah. I think the maybe the best player they get will be uh, who's kind of a B or C guy, Mitch Garver. Like I think yeah. they land like four of those guys. Yeah. And, that's Teoscar going Hernandez, to be, something like that. Teoscar Hernandez would be the big splash. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that they end up living in that C plus, yeah, B yeah. minus range, and they don't get any of the A guys. They, I, I don't yeah. think they could make a trade. I don't think they have the trade pieces. And from a financial standpoint, again, they are that Rendon contract's killing them. Yeah. The Trout contract is massive. Yeah. And I I don't trust that owner to make the right decisions. I think that, you know, you're at a point where you're just going to have to deal with the fact that you got this crappy Rendon contract, kind of forget about it, and go spend a boatload of money on Blake Snell. But I think they maybe go down a notch and they sort of live a little bit lower. But what Perry says and what Artie approves can be two different things. Let's Circle back to the Blue Jays because that's another one. Ross Atkins has admitted the club is looking to add multiple bats this winter. And it seems there's reports that they're looking to add up to four bats are mm. the Toronto Blue Jays. And Jeff Passon reporting that the club is looking to do something big. Rosenthal reporting that at least one person in the industry can considers them to be a sleeper for Otani. Jesse Rogers reporting that they're interested in Bellinger and Candelario. So we've got a Blue Jays team that is aggressive for bats. But last year, last year, the market got away from them. Brandon Nimmo got away. The price tags just went up to a point where they were not comfortable. Do you see Toronto? As a Blue Jays fan, I'm worried about Cody Bellinger. Because, yes, it was fun in 2023 with Cody Bellinger, but I don't know if that's the Cody Bellinger we're going to see every year for the next five or six years of the inevitable deal that he's going to sign. So it makes me a little nervous because the Blue Jays are a team. There are some teams that could absorb that, some teams that can't. The Blue Jays would be in a terrible terrible spot if they gave Cody Bellinger, on average, 23 24 $25 and he, out of six years on that deal, I, I mean – Springer has been productive, but we're starting to see Springer go downhill. We're not seeing the numbers we saw in Houston with George Springer. And now we're at the final three years of the Springer deal. I don't know what we're going to get. You can't go give Cody Bellinger that money and Cody Bellinger next year struggles. Maybe the reason he was so good is because of the coaching staff in Chicago. And as soon as he leaves, it's going to be like, well, Seattle, Robbie Ray, How'd that go your first year with Robbie Ray when Robbie Ray left Pete Walker? So I'm a little nervous about the whole Cody Bellinger thing. Ken Laro seems like a low-risk proposition. Shouldn't cost a ridiculous amount of money. And obviously the Otani thing is very exciting. This is a living mythological figure in the history of the game, and we're not even halfway through his career. I want him to get bats. We need to get lefty bats. I, I, I'm, I'm not sold on... 
any of the free agents except for Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He's the he's the one that I actually feel confident about. Yeah. Pay Oscar swings and misses too much. Bellinger seems kind of volatile. Uh, I like J.D. Martinez as in I, I do like J.D. Martinez or Jorge Soler. Your gut on Jays, bats, what we're hearing versus what you think actually happens. I think personally, it's nice to hear they want to do something big, but will they? Right. right. Will yeah, yeah. Of course, any team would want to do something big, but are they going to be able to get it done? Here's the one thing with the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays. Personally, when it comes to all of these bats out here, yes, obviously Otani would be number one. But if you're looking to add something through the free agent market, mm -hmm. when it comes to impact bats, I do think Bellinger is the guy, right? I like Candelario for them. Uh, I yeah. see that being realistic, right? Yeah. I think they yeah. would like to keep Chapman, but if it ends up getting out of their price range, I could see them pivoting to Candelario. Right, right. Which I don't think would be a bad option for them because he was a bit more consistent than Chapman last year. Chapman had the really hot star and he just faded and he can out hit left handed. He he can hit lefty. Yeah. And so I could see something like that. Ballinger <laughs> would be the more impactful bat. But the one thing that holds me back with the Blue Jays is they could have signed him after the Dodgers contract. Right. After yeah. they released him. Right. Yeah. They could have yeah. had him then. And yeah. they didn't do it. And I remember everyone was saying, oh, Bellinger, that seemed like the Blue Jays need that lefty bat. And they didn't do it. And so right. I just wonder if it's going to be the same thing this time around. Are they are they going to really go for it? Saying one thing is, you know, saying something is one thing, but right. are you going to do it? Right. Actions speak louder than words. Right. Yeah. So yeah. as a Blue Jays, uh, you know, you being a Blue Jays fan, I could see you agreeing with that. So, but yep. they have made the moves before. So they have, they have, uh, we got a super chat in from Morty. It was like three or four minutes ago. Oh, man. I don't know if, I don't know if Tyler's still here, but I see it. Shout out to Wardy. Wardy just launched a, an amazing podcast. He was live streaming earlier. Guys go check that out. If you haven't yet, he's asking and let's, we, after this, we're going to do a quick trade talk. I want to specifically touch on Soto, but Wardy asking one player that we want for our favorite teams i will say i want if i get one i mean it's kind of cheating but i would want otani <laughs> like the fact that they're, they're mentioned in the same sentence is too damn enticing that's going to be a tough one i have high expectations trade for soto like sign otani i don't i don't love it again guriel seems like the free agent that i feel good about but i also like jd martinez so maybe on a realistic level give me jd martinez how about you robbie I think Wardy already knows my answer. It's, it's Yamamoto. Stay away from Yamamoto, Wardy. Don't you do it. The <laughs> Mets are not allowed. No, don't you no. touch him. That That no. is, no. Uh, hands off. Yamamoto easily. And I would also love Montgomery, right? I, I think Montgomery would be yeah. a really solid signing for them. Mm -hmm. Just took down the Rays and the Orioles in the postseason. He hates the Yankees. It's just perfect. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. I tweeted mm -hmm. this today. Uh, Montgomery, and I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a surprise that the Red Sox, that they were like the first team that was connected with him in the offseason. Yeah. And I wonder that that early interest right off the bat, I wonder if that ends up being impressionable on him, right? Where they just went after him right from the get-go, right? He's yeah. going to talk to his teams out there, but I wonder if that says something to him. You know, the Red mm -hmm. Sox, they came after me right from the beginning. They really want me. He, Montgomery seems like a guy 
where I think the whole Yankee thing where they got rid of him, I think he just wants to go to a team where he's just wanted, right? Yeah. Who wants him the most, right? And I think that's going to be the big thing. And with the Red Sox, with you know, that, that was the first connection there with him. I wonder if that ends up being something. I could see mm-hmm. that happening. But yes, Yamamoto, number one. Wardy, stay away. Yep. All right, so you're Yamamoto. I'm J.D. Martinez with a Christmas list wish for Otani and Soto and all the other unrealistic uh, requests. Again, and Wiley, uh, uh, wait a minute, uh, Wardy's still in the chat, so good good to see he hung out there for a few minutes. Thank you, buddy. Um, let's get to Juan Soto and the trade talk. Really, there's also been trade talk about Manny Margot and Tampa and New York, but let's focus the conversation because those of you watching live, Robbie will be going live on his channel in about 15, 20 minutes. So he's going to leave here. He's going to go over there. So make sure you guys busy night. If, to keep the conversation, to keep talking baseball. I want to make sure you guys go over there after this thing, after we wrap here. But before we do, You've got Jeff Passan on the Michael K show saying, I think the Yankees have a really good chance of going out and getting Soto. You have John Heyman yesterday. I'm not convinced Soto is definitely going to be traded. Not saying he won't, but I'm just not sure the pot it's in the Padres DNA to sell. I say this, that with Peter Seidler's passing, that shelves a Juan Soto trade indefinitely. There's, too much in flux now. You have to get ownership right down the lines, approval, and they are going to be preoccupied, distracted. Still got to run the baseball day to day, but a Juan Soto level topic seems like that's something that just needs to be put on the side for a minute. Maybe it's something that can happen later in the offseason mm-hmm. or it happens at the trade deadline. Um, and as far as Jeff Passan's comments with on the Michael K show, I love the Yankees as the team too. Mm-hmm. Of the other teams that could trade for him, when we get to that point, it feels like they're the team that has the assets and they have the burning desire more so than the other teams that could. Talking about the Braves, talking about the Cubs, they're not in the same sinking ship that the Yankees are in. And it feels like, the way to fix it is to go out there and trade for Juan Soto if you're the New York Yankees. So I love the Yankees idea. I've been saying that now. I put it out there a week week plus ago that the Yankees are my pick when I did my trade predictions mm-hmm. because I and, I and I had the Braves as a finalist. I think I had the Cubs as a finalist and the Yankees. And I picked the Yankees because of that. It's unacceptable. What? they went through last year and the roster as it is currently constructed is going to go out there and do something similar. And there's no outside of Yamamoto. There's no big white knight in this free agent market class to go and make a 10 win change, except for Juan Soto. If you trade for him, those are my thoughts. What do you got, Robbie? When I think of Soto, right? You see, the stats that he's already put up so far. And he's yeah. what he's 25 years old at this point. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. 25, 26, um, 25, just turned 25. The guy already has, he's approaching already a 30 uh, baseball reference war. Like he's already in that category 
where he could end up being an all-time great. Soto is not like any other player, right? Mm -hmm. Soto, to me, I think the team that gets him is a team that's going to sign him to an extension, right? Like, to me, like... Because to me, it's like, why would you, you know, we just saw it with Mookie Betts, right? We just saw it with Mookie and the Dodgers just a few years ago, right? Signed him to that extension. To me, when I think of Soto, I think of a guy that could end up being an all-time great. And when I think of some of the all-time great players, I think the Yankees, right? You know, it just makes so much sense to me, right? Where, right. You know, yes, I understand, you know, you could just wait until free agency. That to me is if you're the Yankees, you don't want him to get to free agency because you got a guy right across the pond and Steve Cohen mm-hmm. that can just throw all the money at you, right? You want to get Soto win, say, here's yeah. Soto, here's your jersey. How you feel? Pinstripes, you like those pinstripes? They feel pretty good, don't they? Right. I could see you being in pinstripes for the rest of your career. Let's get an extension worked out. All right. That's that's the advantage that that gives them is he's felt it. He can go on a run. He can play that October baseball. Yeah. Understand how that feels in person. But I I don't think he's going to sign. I think no matter who gets him, needs to understand, and this I think is a universal thinking and and should help the team trading for him in a negotiation that this man's going to be a free agent yeah. and. Now you get the advantage because after the season's over, you get that seven day quiet period to try to work something out. You get him in that clubhouse. You get him playing with those, 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 the, the teammates, you get him with the fan base, you get him experiencing a uh, October run in pinstripes. That definitely helps you. I think no matter what though, he needs to go out into free agency in his mind and maximize his value because nobody's going to give him as much as he could get if he's out on the free agent market when the Dodgers and the Mets are butting heads for him, especially if the Dodgers miss out on Otani this offseason. Yeah, I, that's that's definitely – it's a good point. I mean, obviously, yeah. However, I will say this. Everyone thought Mookie was going out to the open market. Like, yeah. Everyone. Everyone yeah. thought Mookie was going to be a free agent. And all of a sudden, he signed the extension. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, there right. it is. Right. right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely see the advantage of going out onto the market. Mm -hmm. I just think with the Yankees, I just think, you know, there's something, you know, obviously I've never put on a Yankee jersey. I never will. I'd rather vomit. Um, But I can understand when you're a player like Soto Mm -hmm. and you just see Yankee Stadium there. Yeah, say what you will about the Yankees the last couple of years. Say what you will. I have a respect for the Yankees. We've longtime rivals. I just think they have that advantage. They have that history, right? They have that prestige, right? Where the Mets don't have that. And if he is able to experience it at first and they, and if they offer him like a really good offer, you know what? We're not going to beat around the bush here. We want to keep you 480 over 12, like something like that. Right. You know, will that be good enough? I don't know. Um, I think if there's any team that has a chance to get him signed, Long term, I think it's the Yankees. Yeah, if I agree. Any team that trades for him, they have the best shot, in my opinion, to sign him long term. Will they? I don't know, but they mm-hmm. have the best shot, in my opinion. I can agree with that. Uh, we have a super chat from Frankie Yankee. Thank you, Frankie Yankee, for the donation. Yankees need to do a lot. Sign Bellinger and Yamamoto, then make a trade with Colorado for Ryan McMahon and wait till next year for Soto. 
Yankee Frankie, what you're telling me is they need to be aggressive as hell. And I agree with you. Whether it lines up to be those specific moves, time will tell. But you're telling me they need to be aggressive as hell. And I agree with you on that. Speaking of aggressive as hell, you guys listening, Ball Cap Nation, Barreled Up Nation, you guys have been great being in here, hanging out, spending time with us. We are recording the podcast live. So this is a special one on YouTube. If we didn't have the podcast, we wouldn't have this live stream tonight. So I do appreciate you all coming in and spending time. And those of you that are live, those of you who are listening on the podcast, all of this content for the last like 30 minutes is exclusive to the live viewer and those of you listening on the podcast. Everybody watching the replay after this, they have to hop over to the podcast. So thank you guys for being here. I'm going to put a link. Don't go anywhere yet. I'm going to put a link in the chat. That link is going to take you to the next YouTube channel live stream that you need to go to, and that is Robbie Hyde's stream which is going to start at about five to 10 minutes. So I'm going to put a link in the chat. Make sure you head over to Robbie's stream, comment in the chat. Tell them that I sent you and Robbie <laughs> sent you. And for everybody that does that, oh, Robbie's got to give me five bucks. Robbie's uh. got to give me five bucks. So let's get rich on Robbie. Just got to head over there and all that you came from the Barreled Up podcast recording. Robbie, thank you for being here, my friend. This was fun. Always, always. I got to mow some extra lawns this weekend. <laughs> yes. Extra bucks, <laughs> That's you know. right. Uh, you always do every, it for me, every single time. I, uh, I know. I I'm making, I'm making a killing. On here. Uh, it's always fun. It's always fun talking some baseball. Off-season baseball, I think, is – yeah, I don't know if it's just yeah. me. It's all it just feels more fun to talk about sometimes than the regular season. You know what I mean? Um, hopefully we get something going soon. Soon. I think so. I definitely think so soon. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for listening. Those listening to the podcast right now, speaking to you specifically, make sure to turn on the automatic downloads so you have the content as soon as it is posted to the feed. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to help us grow. Rate and review. We have eight ratings reviews. It's tough. It is tough getting ratings and reviews on these podcasts. Go out. At least that's on Apple. I didn't check Spotify. That might not be accurate. The eight number that's only on Apple. But if you listen to us on Apple, help us out rate review. If you listen to it on Spotify, wherever you are, help us grow this thing rate and review it. That is going to do it for this one. Everybody make sure to stay close. More great conversations in the baseball universe happening here, and I don't want you to miss any of it. That's it, guys. We're out of here. Have a good one, and we'll catch you next time. 